the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The devil hides himself behind even our legitimate and important human needs so that he can get us, just get us a little bit off track. His hope is that if he can get us just a little bit off track, he can trick, trip, and trap you. May you never fall to the tricks of the devil in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, let's check this out. How the devil, you know, works cryptically, you know, behind the scene through our weaknesses, through the weaknesses of others, through situations, and he tries to take advantage. He's an opportunist. He's an opportunist. So Matthew 16, 21 to 22, the background of this is that Peter had just by the Spirit made a confession about Jesus. And Jesus commended him and praised him and even blessed him. Now, from verse 21, from that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. Wow. Ordinarily, Peter's response to Jesus' words sounds like an expression of his love and concern for Jesus, except that he didn't say it with the right attitude. Basically, what's going on with you? It's like, it's a rebuke. What's going on with you? It's not going to happen to you. That's not going to happen to you. We're going to defend you. We're going to stand up for you. But when you listen to what Jesus said to him, you will get the gist of the whole thing. What is not on the surface, you will understand what is behind the scene. Jesus said in response to Peter's expression of love and concern, he said this in Matthew 16, 23. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Jesus in one breath, speaking or rebuking Satan, and at the same time, speaking or rebuking Peter. In one breath, he rebuked Satan, who was behind what Peter was saying. And another breath, he rebuked Peter for not being mindful of the things of God, but being mindful of only the things of man. There are things of God and there are things of man. Being mindful of both is important, very important. And being able to use the two together, being able to faithfully do both without contradicting one against the other, very, very important. Who will ever think that Satan was hiding, was hiding behind Peter's loving and caring words? But Jesus knew exactly what was going on and he addressed the situation accordingly. If we are not careful, Satan will even use our, you know, caring heart to deceive us. Amen. Remember the scripture that says that the heart of man is deep, is deceitful. 
Even when Jesus said to Peter, Satan has desired to do what sift you like wheat. Peter said to Jesus, no, I'm fine. He thought he was fine. In his heart, he felt very okay. How many times uh, have we ourselves even said that? Maybe responded like that. No, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. And just a minute later, just a day later, you realize that (laughs) you weren't up to it. You just failed. You just flunked. But you thought you were fine. The Lord said unto the children of Israel on Mount Sinai, Come to me. Let me speak to you. But they said, No, we are fine. Let Moses hear your words and he will bring it to us. Whatever he says to us, we will do. We will do. And when Moses came and told them, they said, All the things that the Lord has said, we will do. And just a few days later, they failed. Very, very important that we understand our weakness. We understand our humanity. We understand our incapabilities, our inabilities, and we rely on the Lord. Prayer suggests and says to us that our reliance is on the Lord. We do not depend on ourselves. It is not of him that will it. It's not of him that run it. It's of the Lord that shows mercy. And where do we get mercy? In the place of prayer. Where do we receive grace? Is in the place of prayer. It is not by power. It is not by might. It is by the spirit of the Lord. So Jesus himself depended on his father. Depended on the line of prayer. To communicate with his father. He said what I do. Don't come from me. It's not my ideas. It's the idea. They are the ideas of my father. It's my father that instructs me. It's my father that helps me. Nothing that I do comes from me. So if Jesus did that, we ought to do the same. Rely completely on the Lord. Be engaged with the Lord in prayer, in worship, in fellowship. Amen. So what do we learn from this? Be sober. That we need to be sober. We need to be humble. We need to be vigilant. Because the adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. 1 Peter 5, 8. Plan to pray and prioritize it. That's what the Lord is speaking to us on. Plan to pray and prioritize it. And our main scripture is that 1 Peter 4, 7. And it's in the Passion Translation. Since we are approaching the end of all things, be intentional, purposeful, and self-controlled so that you can be given to prayer. Since we are approaching the end of all things, be intentional, purposeful, and self-controlled so that you may be given to prayer. We are looking at how we can be intentional, purposeful, and self-controlled, not just about prayer, but about our lives in general, so that we can be given to prayer, so that we can be given to fellowship, so that we can be given to worship. Amen. You see, from checking out and responding to personal and work emails, looking at Facebook, YouTube, Messenger, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, WhatsApp, phone messages of all kinds, going grocery shopping, cooking, eating, attending to some other family matters, and the list goes on and on and on and on. So many things to attend to. If you are not purposeful, intentional, and deliberate about your life, about kingdom matters, about God and his kingdom, you will leave God out of your life. 
you will be cold towards God. Not only that iniquities will abound and the love of many shall wax cold, life will get busy and you get busy with it and your love for God will wax cold. You see, the Bible had predicted how busy life will be in the last days. Daniel 12, 4. Again, the Bible had predicted how life would become busy in the last days. Daniel 12, 4. It says, But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. The Message Bible puts it like this. This is a confidential report, Daniel, for your eyes and ears only. Keep it secret. Put the book under lock and keep a key on it unto the end. In the interim, there is going to be a lot of frantic running around trying to figure out what's going on. There is a lot of running around. Hmm? <laughs> a lot of busyness. A lot of things to deal with. A lot of stuff. New things. And new things and new things are coming on that we have to deal with. And all those things get us busy and more and more busy. Since we are approaching the end of all things, be intentional, purposeful, and self-controlled so that you can be given to prayer. Jesus spent a lot of time in prayer, communicating with his Father, and he taught his disciples to do the same and not depend on their own strength. Now, let's learn from the life of the Master himself, how he was intentional, purposeful, and self-controlled so that he lived a life given to prayer. There are many excuses that we give, that people give, for not having time for prayer, not having time for church, for not having time for fellowship, not having time for Bible study, not having time for evangelism. So many excuses. It's as if they are busy and nobody else is busy. They are busy and other people are free. That's why they are able to do that. Was Jesus busy? Hmm? Was Jesus busy? Was Jesus very busy? Or he had nothing much to do about nothing, as the saying goes. <laughs> nothing much to do about nothing. Hmm? Was it like that for Jesus? He didn't have much to do. That's why he had plenty of time to spend in prayer. Oh, Apostle Paul didn't have much to do. So he had plenty of time to spend in prayer. Yo, the people of old didn't have much to do. So they have plenty of time. You see, life is so busy these days. Let's see how busy Jesus was. Mark 1, 32 to 39. Mark 1, 32 to 39. At evening, when the sun had set. Mark 1, 32 to 39. At evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Verse 35, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with, with him searched for him. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is looking for you. What can we learn from this? In verse 32, verse 32, at evening when the sun had set, at evening when the sun had set, this event started in the evening, not even in the morning. It was already evening, maybe 6 p.m., 
That's when the, the old thing started. And if you read verse 33, it says, And the old city was gathered together at the door. This must have been a very busy evening. The old city was gathered at the door of the house where he was staying. Wow. The old city. Not a few, but many who needed one thing or another. And the scripture said he healed them, ministered to them. I don't know how long it took, but I'm sure it took a long time. Jesus was very busy. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.